0: From the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops join two friends as they explore tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time this is the lore seekers podcast New tavern smell. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like a new cart smell.
0: New tavern smell.
1: It's new, like, ta- new tavern?
0: Well, it's not a new. Ta- I mean, you know, it's new to us. We, you know, we kind of move around. It's to new to Tam- us. Tamriel yeah. whatnot. Well, some... look who it is. What can I get you? Oh, did you hear that welcome?
1: She, I did. She,
0: she was totally talking to me. She wasn't.
1: <laughs> she was looking right past you.
0: It's true. Now that look about think about it, your eyes are kinda of line up. Alright, so anyway, go ahead. What what are you ordering? I'm gonna have a sujama. What? A sujama. Is that English? It's Kajiti. Oh. Uh I'll take a hunting brew mead, please. Uh, if that's okay. Coming right up. Alright, thank you. See? Oh, wow. This is so different, you know. This is like a this is an indoor outdoor tavern, so we got the... You can hear the marketplace yeah. going on. You know, it's kind of the fireplace is
1: warm though. Fireplace is warm. There's yeah. people walking around. It's kind of nice now. now you were saying like new tavern smell? Yeah. Well, new volume smell, but the tavern yeah. still smells like old beer and pee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they all do.
0: <laughs> this guy has that Nordic must musk. I think is what it That's is. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: You know. So, anyway, it's been a couple, of weeks. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks. It's been a couple
1: weeks. It's been a couple weeks and uh, I'm I, I'm very very happy to be back. I I find that I miss it. Uh, like a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, it's weird. You know, it's, it's weird when you're, I don't know, like normally, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into this in a minute, but, you know, there's usually the, the couple of weeks, you know, we kind of sometimes we'll get a break in there or whatever, but uh, there has been some wheels a-turning behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, wheels sure.
1: turning and disc drives no longer turning. <laughs> 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 to break lore, you want to tell that story real quick? Mm, mm-hmm.
0: So, volume 6 literally is we kind of rebuilt the show from the ground up in a lot of ways, um, aside from about five bumpers because uh it's one of those things where you think you've you've taken every precaution you could take and it just doesn't happen. So, long story short, hard drive just took a crap on me. All my backups took a crap on me.
1: Rest- and then tried to rest- cash Took a crap on him.
0: Yeah, it's just a massive, crappy day. And, uh, you know, to try to restore everything, couldn't get it back. Couldn't get it back for the life of me. And we are discovering this, like, right after Extra. This is pre Laura Lesson compilation coming out. And I think,
1: did that happen during Extra Life?
0: That happened during Extra Life, yeah. Yeah. So and You're
1: like, dude, I literally just lost everything. Like, nothing's working. And I was just like,
0: right, whatever. Right, I need to sleep. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, well, we we were like, let's take advantage of it, and let's see where can we make the show better. Where what can we do? You know, and when we have this opportunity, we have a couple weeks. It was a blessing in disguise, I
1: think. I personally think that it was, Jibs. It's the Lord. It's time to recycle some things. (laughs) You need something fresh and something new.
0: Yeah. Get after it. Well, that's definitely what happened. That's for sure. (laughs) That's- I'm positive it was the Lord. He's and- like, Okay dudes, fresh start and that's where we landed. Yeah. So yeah. you'll uh for all of you who are here listening, you'll notice some sounds are a little bit different. The intro is a little different. We wanted something a little bit that kinda of fit us, you know. Like we've been really big into this show. Uh putting an experience or a story is told within the intro, right? You know, the person is walking to the tavern. The person is walking through elsewhere and the sands. And, you know, and we really enjoy that. But we're like, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's do something that's a little more us. Cash is a metalhead. I like classic rock, you know? So we're like, hey, let's do this. And so we're doing this, and we're adding new little ambience in the background, this new tavern sounds, and the marketplace all kind of blended into one. So uh, because of this... You may see some new things happening in this volume. It's a podcast they can't see. Uh, Yeah. You may hear new things (laughs) in this volume. And uh, you'll just have to wait and see what it is. But, yeah. So, we're pretty excited. It's going to be fun. Friends, we're going to have fun. And that's
1: kind of where we're bringing it. Um, I think he's right. We wanted to make everything a little bit more us. Kind of like how we really feel about everything. So, I think the feel... We're still
0: at the tavern, at a tavern,
1: but there's some different things that are going to be taking place, and I think we're both kind of excited about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, in an indoor outdoor tavern. You see those around Tamriel, Special in ESO, and uh, you know that may bring some interesting people in and out and about. You never know. Not going to say anything else, though. Not going to say anything else. Are you, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Don't you have a
1: bumper on that? I do, but I'm too lazy to figure out where it's at right now.
0: Oh, perfect. So there's that. All right. Well, everyone, welcome. <laughs> it's says the Lord Secret Podcast. We're so happy to be back on the airwaves. Missed you all a long time. This is uh, Volume 6, Episode 1. We are your hosts, my good friends. I'm Jibs. I'm joined by my buddy, Cash. I am on ESO overload.
1: This is probably going to segue into what I've been doing for the last two weeks, but... I have been playing so much freaking ESO. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the Witches Festival. I love it. Like if it could go another two weeks, I would be happy with it. And the only reason being is because of the fields. It's not for the motifs because Stendarr knows I do not need any more freaking motifs. We went. To, we went to a point. It was kind of funny to watch the whole thing because you know how we were taking all of our excess motifs we were getting because we were getting a crap ton of them. Yeah. And we were putting them on our on our guild store. We don't have like a location or anything. You know, we don't have a trader, but we have a, our internal guild store. And we were posting all that stuff. Didn't really matter the cost. We were posting all that stuff up for one gold, so everybody in the guild could have a shot at at completing the event. Right. Right. So the first probably four, five, maybe six days, I would post 30 items and then log in the next day and I would have 30 sales. And then I'd post another 30 things. And that slow, and I was like, okay, this is great because my inventory is staying manageable. Well, then everybody started getting all the completions and nobody was buying anything anymore. And I was like, oh, so I'm either going to stop doing the event, which I can't do. Plunder skulls. It was all about freaking plunder skulls, and my everything filled up. Just it just backed up. So right. Anyway, now I'm starting to sell them elsewhere, but um, and in elsewhere, but uh, I've been just playing a crap ton of ESO. I have gone through my Templar. I'm talking parses now. I'm talking like really really digging into what I what I want to play and finding out where at, where all my characters are landing after the last patch, after Dragonhold patch. Yeah. And uh, I've done a lot of parsing over this uh last couple of weeks and uh Magicka Warden solid. My uh Bobo Warden solid and my Templar solid. Here's where I landed this week. <laughs> i i have a pretty intense comfort level with my templar and he's still he's still pumping out some pretty good dps where are you at right
0: now on dps on him
1: i am oh my god this is probably probably like half the population here is going to start laughing at me but um i can hit about 30k on the six mil with him but i gotta really be paying close attention and right now, and I'm not the only one too, there's a lot of us having having this discussion right now about different sets. Meta or not meta, like, we don't care. Um, so I'm dabbling, around, actually very heavily dabbling with Zynode's build, his off-balance build, and that seems to be my favorite. Um, but we're messing around with all these different sets, including that New Moon Acolyte set, which is a solid freaking set. Oh, from elsewhere, yeah. from southern elsewhere. I really do like that set. It's that gives you some massive bonuses. So um that's about where I'm where I'm hitting right now. I just have that comfort level with them. My other two tunes, my other two magicka tunes are or my magical Warden and my stamina uh bobo warden are around the same. I just have more of a comfort level because of survivability. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how fluid that rotation feels with my Magicka Templar, and that's kind of where I've landed for now.
0: Well, it's... And, you know, this kind of goes into what was happening with me. So, you know, I got my Sork up, you know, and uh, during the Witch's Fest, got him all the way to 50, and I really personally felt like I wanted to take on the challenge of seeing how high I can push the DPS, right? And so I'm like, okay... Got a pretty good, you know, starter set rolling. Get into there to the guild chat. Or not guild chat. Um it was Chivas's house in our guild. Who, you know, just has every crafting table under the sun. And uh go in there, start working on the raid dummy, right? And um so anyway, start teeing off. And I notice, all right, I'm getting around 29K with this. And I'm like, I have to watch that bar with a fine, like like toothpick, you know, just a f- like magnifying glass. Make sure I do not miss a skill. Miss a proc m- by a second. Like, it, you have to be on top of it for me, for for me to get that. Right. I'm like... On the raid dummy? Or yeah. The, the six mil? Raid dummy.
1: Oh, because you get tons of bonuses with the raid dummy. I know. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, that's where I was at, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So, I switched over to my Templar, and immediately I was hitting 36K, like, with my eyes closed. I'm like, all right, well, this is... It's yeah. like it's. I'm living out what you lived about. You know, what two, three months ago, it's like right. you. I love the sork, and I want that to really work. But what I love so much about the Templar is it's so incredibly versatile, and in what it offers. You know, if you need health, you got it right there in your in your um, your jabs. You yeah. know, if you've got great AOE, you've got good heals. You've got. I mean, it's just you've got good dots. It's ridiculous, man.
1: Right, and uh, you know, case in point. I I had, about a week ago, I was dead set on, okay, I'm going to bring my Bobo Warden into Maelstrom, into VMA. I was dead set on, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Now, part of the reason why I was having such a hard time with him was because of survivability. Without having to, ch- like, drastically change my build, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I watched a couple of videos. I was only able to find a couple of videos out there in, in the YouTubes where somebody took a, bo- a Stamina Bobo Warden through Veteran Maelstrom. And I'm like, I can do that. I can totally do that. Turns out I can't totally do that. Like, not at all. I'm just not that good of, of a freaking player. But going back through on my Magicka Templar, I it was easier than I've ever been through VMA. I was like, okay... um, So yeah, massive, massive hits to DPS with the Dragonhold expansion, right? The Dragonhold chapter, Dragonhold, whatever the hell I want to call it. Anyway, I was able to get through easier because of my comfort level with that class and just went, okay, this is cool. Still didn't get my freaking lightning staff, but I really enjoyed twice this week going through VMA. Really, really did enjoy it. And I think I think last time I was down to like three hours, I got through in an hour and a half this time.
0: So I'm getting better, I think. Yeah, I, well, I would say so. I yeah. mean, definitely better than where I'm currently residing with the Sork. And granted, you know, with the Sork, I don't have any of the gear yellowed out. I don't have my final sets or anything that I need. And so obviously that would drastically improve things. But, I mean, you did pretty good with that, with the Warden Mm hmm so you know yeah
1: yeah, no it's good your wardens are strong right now don't don't take anything what that that i'm saying as gospel this is just where my my current comfort level is with my character i i'm just really enjoying the magplar super fun
0: it is fun it's so like and it really what what i think it connects with you and i both it's incredibly carefree and it'll freeze us up to do other things in game or whether we're streaming whatever it is it's just you know, it fits us.
1: <laughs> and, I, like, I don't care if it's easy mode. Like, I am so much more comfortable on a Magicka Templar than I would be on, say, a Magicka Nightblade.
0: Oh, dude, you where know it's
1: funny? You, if you don't pay attention, yeah. you're going to
0: do, like, 10K DPS on a yeah. Magicka Nightblade. Yeah, you know where this new patch has got me, though? It's got me real confused about where I want to go with PvP right now. I'm really struggling. Like, I got on my Bobo Nightblade... And that patch just wrecked them. Just absolutely wrecked that build. Wrecked them? Damn near killed them! (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) So, now I'm like, uh, let's see, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? So, I think, if anything, Dragonhold so far has really got me rethinking PvP.
1: Yeah. And I've been in a lot of PvP lately. And that's, that's another thing, too, is I've been able to just make a couple of small changes in gear and yeah. take my magic templar right into PVP and be competitive right. and not get melted immediately which which has been I wanted I want a versatile character a character that can kind of run everything of course you got to change some sets and some skills if you're going to go into into PVP but that's kind of what I want to play so All
0: right. anyway yeah yeah no I got gotcha. you I got gotcha, you I got gotcha, you I got gotcha. you well, my good friends, for everyone who's been listening, or you, you know, the pat you've been listening. In the past. Well, last week we weren't here. We did a lore lesson compilation on Volume Four. It was roughly four hours of listening to Ding Dong over here talk. So I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we're real. We're real sorry about that. Real sorry. But this week on the show we're talking uh, extra life results. We already kind of talked about Volume Six, uh, fan- answering your fan mail, latest ESO news, and a lore lesson on
1: not going to tell them because i'm going to make you wait boop boop
0: i know what it is and it's awesome oh you already know what it is i do know i mean oh. they know but i know eh, we'll make them wait yeah make them wait all right well yeah you want to tell them what uh what happened with the extra life
1: yeah so uh my friends we had an incredible extra life stream like all kinds of cool things happened during our extra life stream and some Things that scarred both Jibs and I um, for life. So there's that. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. Don't worry. Uh. So we started off with it, with a goal of 2500 bucks. We pretty quickly crushed that goal. I think before noon, we were past our $2,500 mark, which was great. One of the best things that happened that entire day was having a fantastic amount of people consistently throughout the entire event, just hanging with us the whole day and late into the night. Yeah. And that was so incredibly appreciated. You guys, it was like, we had a bunch of friends with us the entire time. Oh yeah. So, um, I got a shout out here and, and this one is uh there's a story that goes with it, but because of the donations we got and, and this was a am- among a almost an all-day DDoS attack against Extra Life Sight. Now that is a whole other Oprah show on how somebody could have the testicular fortitude to take money away from kids just to say they did it. Is It's mind-blowing to me and is an incredibly evil heart that would do something like that. Because Extra Life is an amazing charity for children's hospitals, right? Anyway, they were DDoSed all day long. Their website was up. It was down. It was up. It was down. We had people trying to donate. They couldn't donate. But even though that was the case, we were able to raise almost five grand for children's hospitals that day. We ended up at $4,708. Now, that is still open. You can reach it um, if you look up Lore Seekers on the extra-life.org website, or if you go to our Twitch page, it's right underneath the screen. You can still donate until uh, December 31st if you're looking to do that. Now, speaking of donations, we really didn't have any plans as to how we were going to do this, but Jibs and I ended up...
0: <laughs> I just want to point out this started with Rich Lambert in chat, Okay yeah and I, I blame you it's rich true. for this
1: yeah so um anyway we were we were put up to the test of if we got a certain amount of donations that we would uh slip on something more comfortable, I should say, and that came from rich
0: am i wrong uh you're you are right, my friend
1: yeah, so rich Lambert um basically threw the gauntlet out and said if we get to a certain number then uh then jibs puts on a dress.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, hey, you know what? All right, fine, that's fine. Let's make it $500 from a single donation. Well, it didn't take long. No. Or you know, for that to transpire. Yeah, that um, uh,
1: that took place pretty quick, and uh, that took place because of an amazing soul by the name of Trip and Yeti. Yeah. Fat shout out, my friend, for doing that and getting jibs. Into a dress. Which made me a little nauseous. Not a little. A lot of... A lot of nausea. Anyway. It was
0: a legitimate barmaid dress. Just to point that out. It was legit. She case you so, wanted to vomit a little more. Jibs was in a dress for about five minutes
1: before he... He himself, I think, he was afraid he was going to vomit on his wife's dress. So he ended up taking it off. Now, that it didn't stop there. I... I'm a little better of a sport and said, Okay, if we get a two hundred and fifty dollar donation, I will slip into something more comfortable. And immediately I heard my wife and daughter go, What? And they were rummaging through the closet trying to find something for freaking my wife is five two. Okay. I'm six three. So she had to find something that I could actually wear. Lo and behold. Ten minutes later, we get a two hundred and fifty dollar donation from yet again, tripping yeti. Thank you, my friend. And I ended up in a dress and a wig for the rest of the night. And then Jibs followed suit, put back on his dress, and we spent the rest of the extra live stream wearing dresses. You no, know, props it's to the ladies because dresses hilarious.
0: Are <laughs> I don't know how you all wear that, especially around the arms. I
1: actually had a a very stretchy dress, and um, I was... Like, my down under was very comfortable. You were comfortable in a dress. It was very comfortable. All right. Down under. Up top, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, so there was that. It was was actually great. We had an amazing event. Um, We didn't quite make it the whole 24 hours because we're old and decrepit, but... um, (laughs) <laughs> we stayed on as long as we could. I think I made it until about one or two o'clock a.m. my time, and then I peeled out. I was like, "Okay, I gotta sleep; otherwise, I'm gonna be completely non-functional in the morning." And yeah, yeah. So
0: I feel you. I feel you. I was the same way. I got to midnight. I'm like, "All right, I'm out. I can't do it." Yeah, but I'm dozing off in damage. a dress.
1: We did some damage. Almost yeah, five thousand dollars raised for the kids. Heck yeah! Um, it was a great event, and yes, we're absolutely a thousand percent gonna be doing it again next year. We actually did good. I think our team, I think we were like 200 and the 240th team out of like thousands of teams. Yeah. So it's pretty, that was pretty freaking good. Now, I think the first place team was Magic the Gathering and they raised in the hundreds of thousands. So
0: it's like oh my gosh, man. It get was anywhere an near insane that. amount.
1: Yeah. Just like way out of our reach type of, you know, um, corporate funding for something like that. But anyway. Um, thank you guys. We had a freaking blast, and we're going to be doing that again. And we really appreciate your support for the kids. You guys were Heck amazing.
0: Heck yeah! Absolutely, man. That was fun. I had a good time. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. You are you going to stick around? Oh, you're good. You're not. You're going to hang.
1: Yeah. Okay. He All smells right. like Cigarettos and bad, bad decisions. Gosh, it smells like cheap cigarettes. Cigarettes.
0: <laughs> what movie is that from, I oh, What? I, s- I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm trying.
1: I'm trying. I'm spores, four, gone.
0: <laughs> there it is. It's that one. <laughs> there it is. Oh man! All right. Well, it's that time, my friends. Maybe new volume, but some some I have said thumb things, some things. I feel like Mike Tyson. Just. Don't change, and that is we do your your uh, your fan mail first. So first up, uh, we got an email here from Y Tech. It says, "Hey Cash, or Hey Jibs and Cash, thanks for all your hard work with the show and community. Love being a lore seeker. Not sure if this has been asked before, but I've been thinking lately about additional playable races that could be added to ESO or any Elder Scrolls game. Slow, and, and I'd love to hear your opinions. <laughs> is there any race you'd like to see added?" I'm personally hoping for a Mayomir option someday. A good addition to the C content, right? Thank you both. Now we have talked about this before. I don't remember when. It's been you know it's been a while, so you know it's probably good that we're back talking about it.
1: Mayomir would be great. I mean, they would be a they'd be a great conf- conflicting race, and like you wonder who they'd end up, like what faction they'd end up with. But there therein lies the problem. We have 3 factions with 3 different races, right? So if you add an additional race, you have to add two more races. I just don't know if they'd be there. The Kothringi would be a really cool one. And then I always forget the name of that of that um the ape race. Emga. The ones that mysteriously disappeared right before you. Yeah. <laughs> The events of ESO,
0: we're like it got written out of ESO.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like nah, too hard to do character renders. They're
0: out. Yeah, we're not doing that. They picked oh, up and left.
1: <laughs> you know how many hours it
0: take to render that hair? Screw that. We're out. <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh so, man.
1: Um, the Mawrimer, I think would be would be really good. But I and I really never thought about that that too. It was like, yeah. Well, what faction do you put him with? You know, the Mawrimer would not be with the Mary Dominion because there's a little
0: conflict i wonder why
1: in between the high elves and the sea elves so jibs and i are actually hoping for the my armor option to be released once the sea content uh is released for eso and we're just speculating but we're gonna say a year and a half until that content comes out
0: well you're really you're nailing down a date now huh (laughs) You just passively throw that out there like, oh, yeah, by the I way. we just got flipped both, off by the whole dev
1: team. <laughs> These freaking morons. I'm not going to listen to this show.
0: So here's my thoughts. Food Dwemer. for thought.
1: They're, they're not coming back.
0: Dwemer, accessible to all alliances like the Imperials. Is that a cop-out answer?
1: Yeah, it's a total cop-out answer because it's never going to freaking happen. God Howard is going to have to freaking... Whistle stick them back into the game somehow, or into the lore somehow, and I I just don't think it's going to happen. Some things are better left a mystery. I refuse to believe that. Snow elves would be cool.
0: Okay, yes, there. That's yeah. If I can't choose Dwemer, then snow elves. How? Because they're all decrepit and all kinds of jacked up. You know, at this point. Yeah. I don't know, but you know.
1: The Seishi would be cool. Oh yeah, that would be. But that's a completely different character render too. I mean, how hard would that be? You're gonna have to make something that slithers across the ground.
0: And you gotta get the armor to look right, and you know we gotta think humanoid samurai armor. (laughs) (laughs) Now
1: technically, now technically, well, that was really more the dragon guard because the dragon guard started as a seishi who was a serpent like race. But then once they started to disappear, the Dragon Guard continued on with all the races. So it's you're really, they're really not Seishi. About the Dragon Guard. But the Seishi was a really, really cool race.
0: I feel now, like in the grand scheme of things, there is very few races that are like must haves. You know, like there's all these there's there's a lot of races, but there's none that are just like you know what I mean? Like the I don't see the community like screaming for Like a top two, aside from Mayomer. I see that often.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? like, I was joking about the slowed, right? Well. The the slowed is just, it just wouldn't be. There'd be like a a thousand, a thousand Jabba the Huts running around. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Alfique, that's not really a race. It's, it's a first stock of the Khajiit. But how freaking cool would it be to have a playable Alphique
0: Oh, oh, that'd be great! But you know what I want more than anything? Give me a pomerat. Imagine oh how, yeah, just a imagine how massive.
1: Oh, Dude, could <laughs> you imagine? Oh, could you just... imagine if they if they introduced the rest of the first stock for the kajit? Oh my this gosh, this would be man. like Khajiit scrolls online. That's all you know, it would ever you be. Know...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what the vendors would look like with Pomerat surrounding it. It oh would, my God. It'd be so ticked. that would be covered. Just absolutely covered. Couldn't Dude, see it'd really. be like thunder, 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 thunder cats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh, absolutely. That's the one. Flawless center from chat. Uh, the Lil uh, Lilmoth. The Lilmothy, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Tremora? Yeah, yeah. That's
1: actually really. That'd be kind of cool if you could play a Tremora.
0: Oh, <laughs> right? Who wouldn't like that?
1: Pretty sure you'd be well accepted in any city.
0: Yeah. You'd be kind of uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't steal uh, anything. It doesn't matter. You're Dramora. <laughs> <laughs> all right, White Wytak, y- thanks so much for the uh, for the email. We appreciate it. Next up, we got Rose Mackey in Cash. I wanted you to hear this because uh, I knew you'd like it. Let's take a look. We love Rose. Hi, guys. This is Rose Mackey. I am so hyped about Dramora's Extra Life event. Y'all have inspired me to join, and amazingly, I have already met and exceeded my modest goal of $100 to benefit the Birmingham Children's Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, and I haven't even launched the first Arrow. You guys have given me the courage to learn to stream, and tomorrow is going to be my very first stream, maybe my last stream. I'm starting early. And plan to join you and my other guildies throughout the day. You know, y'all rocks. You have encouraged so many of us to reach beyond what we thought we could do in game and out. So thank you and see you on the trail tomorrow. All right. My heart. My heart can't take this. I know. We love you, Rose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, obviously this was recorded right before Extra Life, but I believe Rose crushed it with her stream. Uh, I remember seeing her in chat, and so congratulations on your first stream, and uh, thank you for the kind words. That was really nice.
1: Yeah, that's really sweet. And um, yeah. you know, Jibs and I don't, we don't really see it like that, that uh, I think sometimes, you know, we we don't realize that maybe some of the things that we're doing are inspiring other people to do things, and to hear that, oh my god, like it just absol- oh. absolutely warms my heart. Now It's the same thing with Jibs, too, because he's not as much of a wuss as I am when it comes <laughs> to stuff like this. But um, so honestly, here's the deal. If there's ever anything that Jibs and I can do to help or answer a question or, you know, give some encouragement or if you just don't feel like you're like you're there or whatever, like, what can I do better? All you got to do is write us. We answer Everything. Sometimes it takes us a little time, but we answer everything that we're sent. So if you have questions about this kind of stuff, then ask. If you're on the fence about doing it, dive in. Like, stop thinking about it. Now, is it is it a rough road? Yeah, it's a rough road. But if you're doing it regularly, and then I'm talking now more specifically about streaming, if you're doing it regularly and we think our biggest thing is we love interacting with the people that come to watch our streams like that's the whole point if you ask us the game is great that's just the platform that we choose to interact with our folks with our good friends so do it stop being on the fence
0: dive in that's right that's right yeah don't ever let, um, we, I saw this in, uh, I think it was discord the other day. Um, keep the names private, but, um, you know, people just talking about any kind of reservations they may have, or whether it's streaming or whatever, or just because of any kind of, um, maybe physical, um, things that they deal with. And I, and this is my thing I say to you, don't ever, ever let anything stop you from doing what you want to do. If you want to do it, go do it and do the best that you possibly can and learn everything you can along the way. So Rose, thank you very much. That was, um, that's kind. Really Good like luck. Them. And let us know when you go live. Yeah. Because we'd love to come watch. I would love to come watch. That'd be fun. Or a raid. Mm. But uh, anyway, you ready for the news? But of course. <laughs> okay. Hear ye, hear ye. Tamaril has some news. Tell me that's not the cutest town cry you've ever heard in your life.
1: My heart is going to blow up.
0: Tell him it's not the cutest town crier right so right. bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jim's little boy. That's, that's my I boy just right there. hug him. That's my boy. Yep. <sighs> it's a family affair. I got the barmaid as my wife. and I got my son as a town crier.
1: I wanted to put my family in there, but Jim said no.
0: That's not true. You lied. Don't even say it. You Just wait. Just, wait. just wait. Just oh, wait.
1: Oh, man. My family will be making their debut at some point. That's right. They're not as crisp and pure and nice.
0: <laughs> wheels are turning, baby. Wheels, wheels are turning. Are turning. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it's a family affair here. And uh, anyway, hands down, my favorite town crier of all time. Oh, my but, God. Uh,
1: so freaking cute.
0: Anyway, so for news this week, <laughs> it kind of ended up being a weird week for news. Because we got one bit of news, which was the main thing, the main focus, you know, all week long. And uh, about two hours before we did the show, (laughs) it got uh, put on hiatus. So
1: The flux capacitor is no longer at 1.21 gigawatts. uh,
0: (laughs) 88 (laughs) miles an hour was not achieved. (laughs) All right. So I want to ask you, and we can do this either way. I, I didn't ask you for a show. We can just do it now. Do we want to cover the update first and then what was or what was and then the update?
1: Let's cover the ouchie first, and then we'll come back and cover what's going to happen in the future. Hopefully, (laughs) TM (laughs) coming soon. TM, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So let's, 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 okay, first, sorry, and then we can, we can cover the, um, what actually happened, and then what it, the benefits that we're going to get when it comes back.
0: Okay. All right, so I was trying to get up on screen. Sorry, everyone, there's a black screen on Twitch, but uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, by the way, to everyone who's listening, this is your first time hanging out on Lore Seekers. uh, We stream our episodes live. Uh, We do Lore Seekers live. You can come and watch the episode as if you're hearing it on Friday and uh, be a part of everything. So uh, there's that. Hi, Twitch chat. But, uh, all right, so anyway, there was um, a little bit of a thing that kind of happened, all right? And uh, I'm just going to read this here. So the Undaunted event. Celebration event started. Okay. Well, here's what Elder Scrolls Online had to say about it on the Twitter feed. Shortly after the launch of the Undaunted event today, we began to see server issues related to the activity finder that was affecting your ability to play the game. While we did put protections in place prior to the event to ensure stability, these clearly weren't adequate. Our top priority is making sure you can log in and play. So to that end, we've decided to turn off the Undaunted event this afternoon. We know that the loss of this event is disappointing and frustrating, and we have begun discussing what to do in its place. We'll provide an update a little later today once we know exactly what will we will turn exactly when we will turn off the event and what our next steps will be. Thank you for your continued patience and understanding. Alright, so... Not easy to write that letter. No. No, yeah. I feel. I feel for Zoss. Because yeah. I, you know... And I speak for you too here. We know the hearts of these people. We've met them. Good people. Good people. And the fact that something like this happens, you know, yeah, it's disappointing. To them, you know, as developers. And, and obviously to players, but, you know, to them to put all the work in, et cetera disappointing so i feel for him yeah
1: it's not going to be the end of the world i mean it's kind of the way i look at it. it's like yeah a lot of people planned for it
0: but crap happens it's so, the <laughs> end of the wor- sorry it's, it's, the, it's the, the-
1: not <laughs> the end of the world it's like you guys the game's still there and their goal is to keep the game stable And the biggest, I think the biggest problem that was happening was there was uh, so many people going into the dungeon finder that um, the system made made poo-poo's. And then that was like, people couldn't do that. So in order to make the game function correctly, they took that down. And I'm okay with it. Like really okay with it. We just got through... The freaking long two week yeah. event.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. okay. Yeah, I I'm actually really relieved about this. To be honest, like I I I uh, you know we went through event burn, burnout earlier this year, you know, and uh, I'll be honest, it's I had that it, it was almost like a <laughs> like I physically took a deep breath when I logged in for the first time post witches fest. I'm like, ah, can get back to Dragonhold, you know, right? Can get get back to do. Doing things and just enjoying the game. Yeah, and, I haven't uh, finished that. I haven't even finished. Dragon I haven't World. either. You haven't s- either. I'm still working through it. Yeah. Which, by the way, we got to talk. We got to talk off air. I kind of reached a point, and I thought it was hilarious because we reference it in game or in show all the time, but it's kind of in game now. Oh no! Spoilers. No spoilers. Now, are there dragons?
1: There's kitty cats and cats. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> anyway, here's the bottom line. Yeah. If you're one of them toxic bridge trolls that hides under the bridge and waits for an opportunity to bag on Zoss because you know something like this, go do burpees. We don't go need do burpees. You. Go do burpees. Burpee. Burpees. Yeah. But um, burpees. yeah, it's like you know when that happened. Yeah, it sucks. The end event was going to be really cool, but it's going to it'll eventually get back here. So it's like don't worry about it. Take your time, go sell, go do your writs. go sell all your excess stuff from the, uh, from the Witches Festival event, and the world will be right. It ain't no big thing. So anyway, what we do want to do is we want to cover what the Undaunted event is all about, what the Undaunted celebration is, and the benefit that we're going to get out of it when it does make its return.
0: Well, it's like one of those things, it's kind of, now it feels weird. Like I feel weird. Like I'm like uh, what if you know? If, are you if sitting things, on your hands again? If things hands are up. Okay. If they, if things are <laughs> if things are changed, you know, it's it's like, well I don't know if this is gonna be accurate information, but we got information here for you all, so uh, you know, let's just go through it. Let's see where this goes. I like all right. It. All right, so before the update, before the cancellation, here's what we were looking at, all right. And maybe this will be kinda of fun to see where it ends up, you know. If they bring this, if and when you know this is brought back this year. Uh, all right, so earn new rewards and glory during the Undaunted Celebration event. This coming to us from ESO's official website, and uh, you know this was going on today or going on right now as a release day through November eighteenth, and uh, to participate in this event, uh, take on Tamriel's four-player dungeons by using the Dungeon Finder tool or by traveling to a dungeon with your group, normal or vet difficulty. It's up to you. All right, so here's the dirty deets, all right? When you defeat a dungeon's final boss during the Undaunted celebration, it'll drop a special Undaunted reward box in addition to its usual loot. In these containers, you can discover all kinds of useful and valuable items such as Undaunted keys, plunder, motif pages, repair kits, transmute crystals, writing lessons, and more. All right? And hair pomade. Why is that in there? Um, Are you bagging on me? That must have been wishful thinking on my part. Okay. Man, I miss having hair. All right. During this event only, you also have the chance to acquire special, quote, opal versions of the classic monster weapon, mask, and shoulder styles for the following bosses. Bloodspawn, Lambrus, Engine Guardian, and Troll King.
1: Mm -hmm. Pretty much tells you which four dungeons everybody's going to be
0: doing. (laughs) (laughs) I I think our our buddy
1: Chivas had it like all marked down to... These are the only four dungeons I'm going to be in for at least a week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're awesome, though, because the opal monster weapon outfit styles look amazing. So here's how it works. The first time you slay a dungeon's final boss every day, you get that, like Jibs was talking about, that hefty Undana reward box. So they're larger containers that have the same items as the smaller ones but they also contain a random page for the new Opal Monster Weapon Outfit Style pages. They're freaking amazing looking. It's got like this purplish hue. It's really, really, really cool looking. So note that the Opal Monster Weapon Outfit Style pages can drop from regular Undaunted Reward boxes on very rare occasions. But the only way to get guaranteed one is from one of the hefty boxes. Um, and then same, it's going to be the same thing with the Opal Monster Masks outfit style. If you're interested in masks, the Opal Monster Mask styles can drop from Veteran Hard Mode, Final Bosses within Spindle Clutch 2. That's your Blood Spawn. Crypto Hearts 1, that's your Lamburst Drops. Dark Shade Caverns 2, where you'll get your Engine Guardian. And then the Blessed Crucible, where you get Troll, uh, Troll King. So if you're interested in only the regular versions of the masks, they will still drop on veteran difficulty as well. Now, the opal monster shoulder outfit style, that is going to be available from the undaunted vendors during the event. But you must have the normal versions. And you can also get those from the same vendors. Um, So you have to have the normal versions of the shoulders before you can acquire the actual opal ones.
0: Can you say that one more time? Opal?
1: Opal. Okay. Opie. When I first saw it, I thought opie, and then I thought um, Sons of Anarchy immediately.
0: I thought of opium.
1: Opiate? Of course you did, because you're Opium. from the Midwest. You, you, <laughs> you. Anyway. Uh, okay, so I'm not generalizing people in the Midwest or Opie users. Well, it sounds users. like you are. It sounds you call it a podium town. I'm not so you can, not, you hey, can you stop know what? vlogging. You know what? <laughs> you
0: can stop writing your email. Okay,
1: you can shove it. All
0: I'm it. saying is I'm glad my state isn't falling off in the ocean. So there's that. My state should be
1: falling off into the ocean. I'm just saying that.
0: How do you have a drought when you live on an ocean?
1: Figure I it don't out. know.
0: Figure it out. I'm not
1: a science
0: teologist Repurpose type of guy. Repurpose the water. Who does that? All right. That's off soapbox. Go ahead.
1: Hey, look, man. Something lights on fire and I freaking <laughs> put it out. That's the
0: long and short of it. You literally have an unlimited supply of water right next to you. Yeah. You're right. I really Somebody smarter than me is
1: supposed to figure all that stuff out. I already told you that my state should have broken off and sunk into the ocean.
0: <laughs> can you just move to Indiana so we can do this show locally, please? I'd like to, but I also
1: don't want to offend anybody because it seems to be a thing. If you're offended, you can suck it. So there's that. Anyway, event tickets and the impresario... When you are participating <laughs> in the Undone Celebration, you can earn three event tickets the first time you slay the final boss in any dungeon each day. Yeah. Throughout the event, the Impresario will return and stock both the Snowberries of Bloom, which it should be Snowberries of Doom, I'm just saying. Uh, that was during the Witches Festival, so that one's going to be there. And the new Snowberries of Budding. So here's a complete list of good that is going to, the goods that are going to be available at the Impresario. You're going to get the Pure Snow Berries of Bloom. The new Pure Snow Berries of Budding. All four of the Indric Feathers that are needed to summon a nascent Indric are going to be available. New Opal Monster Outfit Styles, including weapons, masks, and shoulders. And... Should you acquire the first two Snowberries and the next two from the other upcoming quarter four events, you'll be able to summon the majestic, pure Snow indrick
0: ah.
1: Cue the nice music and the snowflakes oh. falling. And all, those yeah. th- all those
0: things that make you I feel I thought we were snowy. done with the Indriks. I, s- I swear the last event they said this was the last, last one of the year. Am I mistaken? I feel mistaken. Clearly I'm mistaken. Clearly you're mistaken. Or I was, because this is currently in BRB mode. So
1: I think the reason they took down the undaunted event right now is because they forgot to put up the new kick ass Khajiiti mount that we're gonna be getting that we're gonna be able to morph.
0: Wasn't that wasn't that gonna like let you uh you know let you morph a uh a cinch rot? Wasn't that the thing?
1: Yeah, that or a bear. Or <laughs> an elephant.
0: Hey, can we can we get an alfique for a mount?
1: <laughs> Ooh, that poor thing.
0: <laughs> that poor Especially, thing. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. You, you can't come back from that. It's like the cat in the Christmas vacation. Nah,
1: get off my back. What are you doing? Not doing
0: anything constructive. Go get my stokie. Anyway, folks, um,
1: that is the long and the short of the news this week. Um, I know. Like, Like we were saying before. Und it's gonna be coming back. Don't worry about it. And then guess what we have coming up after that, shortly thereafter, because holy crap, it's almost freaking Thanksgiving. I know. I I, I either think that I am just getting incredibly old, I'm not that old. Or the why are the years going by so fast? So freaky, dude.
0: I don't know. But anyway. uh I know this. Uh the Jeff and twitch chat says come mount with pomerat playable class, please.
1: Oh God <laughs> Oh God that poor little thing that poor little things
0: back <laughs> No, no, no,
1: no my ankles. No, no
0: It's not good. Oh Man, well, you know what I'm ready for The surprise lore then. is it time it's time stand back, okay? Oh, that's a new
1: one. Ooh. Well, when you have two weeks off, you have time to learn a new spell.
0: So. Gosh, what? wonder what you'd do for the show if I gave you three weeks off. Whew. Are you firing me? No. You sure? Cons- considering it, but you don't know. No. You don't know me. No, because if
1: honestly, if you fire me, who's going to be the dumbass on the show? You need me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'm just going to drink more whiskey.
1: No, honestly, when when Jibs and I started this show all these many months ago, what did we say? I told you, 50-50. <laughs> 50-50, buddy.
0: 50-50.
1: I wish you got that reference. You're so you're such a fail-tard, dude. Don't
0: get that <laughs> reference. I didn't know it was a reference. Now I'm going to look it up. Oh, it's a reference from uh, Forrest I mean,
1: Gump. Just like half the crap that comes out of my mouth.
0: I have not seen that movie in like a decade. That's a fail in itself. I hate the ending. You hate the ending of I hate, Forrest it's Gump. It's so sad. He's like finally, finally Jenny. We're going to love, and Jenny's all ate up with, you know. Yeah, she has AIDS, bro. It's you can say it. it's a thing. Okay. I mean, by then you feel bad for Forrest. I'm like, gosh, I feel awful after watching that.
1: I'll take care of you if you're sick. You come live with me, you and little Forrest and Greenbow, bro. It's one of the best movies of our time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the fact that you don't... what? All right, I have lore to talk about. Something's I up. am finished Something's with you. Up and bet man. <laughs> Yes, sir. Reached up and bit me directly in the buttocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I started running. All
1: right. Lore lesson number 80, oh. my friends. Tonight, this is supposed to be a surprise for Jibbles, but he has been on a Dwemer kick. I'm up to my eyeballs
0: and brass.
1: Yes, he's been on a Dwemer kick lately. And I thought that I would um, feed his need for more Dwemer stuff. And lore lesson number 80, we are going to talk about the Anumidium, which you may remember me mentioning way back in lore lesson number 25 when we covered the Dwemer, but we're going to get into it. In order to get there, we have to set some background on the Dwemer for those of you who may not remember or have, maybe this is your first time hearing about the Dwemer and the speculation of what the, heck, the, what the heck happened to him. So anyway, Dwemer, Dwemer or Dwemer, whatever you want to say. They were also known as the people of the deep. And they're arguably, actually you can't even freaking argue it. You cannot yeah. argue it. They are the most iconic and fabled race in all of the lore of Elder Scrolls. Like there's no doubt.
0: All the more reason to bring back yeah. a piece of it.
1: So the Dwemer, the word, in itself, means the deep elves. Now, quite possibly through some through some of the Dwemer translations, they, it could also possibly mean the smart elves, as some of the text may have suggested.
0: Oh, they're smart! They would advance Tamriel in eons if they were in uh, e- eons in the future. If they were brought back,
1: they would. Because they have an incredible tie to all things technology and many things arcane. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, too. Good point, Jibs. So now, they were thought of as dwarves. Now, that was kind of a misnomer. And the reason being is because they were not a small species of elves at, at all. Now, they are a subspecies of elves, the Dwemer are. But the fact is, the armor that they wore proves that their size was actually that of a a typical human or a typical elf. Now, it's believed that the reason they got the name Dwarf or that moniker was because the giants of the Velothi Mountains, who lived near a lot of the Dwemer, would have undoubtedly considered the Dwemer to be unusually unusually small in comparison to themselves. So they called them Dwarf-like. And that's where they think that that moniker came from, but they were really just kind of normal size. Now they weren't as tall as the high, I'm sorry. we'll say that anyway. So the Dwemer were known for being highly technologically advanced. They were tinkers, they were inventors, explorers, and they were masters of using the natural elements to power their creations. Now, in their vast underground cities and workshops, the Dwemer created things such as airships. Yes, that's a thing. Sentient machines, mechanical observatories, lighting systems, and many, many more things. Now, here's the awesome thing about the Dwemer. All of these or many of these creations, these mechanical constructs, continued to be functional for years, even after their mysterious disappearance, That's how efficient the Dwemer were at creating. So, a very, very intriguing race. Now, the Dwemer remain, even long after their fabled disappearance, lots about the Dwemer continues to be on Tamriel. So, to understand where we're headed with this particular lore lesson, here is a very quick synopsis of the events surrounding the Dwemer's mysterious disappearance. Now, we covered this all, as we were talking about earlier, in lore lesson number 25, if you want the full story. It's on our website and in... I forget the volume that it's in, but lore lesson 25. So, in the first era, year 700, the Battle of Red Mountain in Morrowind was between the Dwemer and the Chimer, which is the race that was later to become known as the Dark Elves. The battle was the culmination of many, many years of fighting between the two elven races for supremacy. Now, during the battle, somewhere deep within the mountain itself, deep within Red Mountain, something happened that caused the disappearance of the entire Dwemer race in an instant. Now, where the mystery actually lies is what exactly that was. There's a lot of speculation and theory, and I'm going to cover the biggest theory. Now, it's speculated that the Dwemer had discovered that the heart of Lorcan, the actual heart of a god, powerful ancient relic, it was the divine spark of Lorcan. Some people speculate that the Dwemer discovered it beneath Red Mountain. Now, in order to harness the power of the relic, because of course the Dwemer are going to try and tap into this thing, if they find something that powerful. In order to harness the power of that relic, the Dwemer chief tonal architect by the name of Kagrenak constructed some very legendary tools to do the job. These tools were known as Kagrenak's tools. So when the Chimer found out that the Dwemer were attempting to harness the power of the Heart of Lorcan. They thought that was the most blasphemous act against the divines. No way, not going to happen. And they vowed to stop their attempt. So now, we don't know what Kagrenak's ultimate goal was, but it was speculated. This is where it gets cool. It was speculated that Kagrenak was trying to elevate the Anumidium which was a giant brass golem he wanted to erect this thing that was probably a poor choice of words he wanted <laughs> to bring this thing to life <laughs> <laughs> to be a new god for the Dwemer powered by the heart of Lorcan. the Anumidium if activated would have been a weapon of devastating power a weapon of mass destruction. But something happened. Something stopped the empowerment of the Animidium and the Dwemer race as a whole disappeared in the process. Now that is where the mystery lies. So let's talk a little bit more about the Animidium. That's what the lore lesson is on, by the way. (laughs) It is on the Animidium. So it was a lot of setup to bring it to the story of the Animidium. But for those of you who may have missed a lore lesson on the Dwemer, if you really don't know the history of it, you're going to be like, what the heck? So anyway, that was the reason for the backstory. Now, getting to the heart of the lore lesson, what exactly is the Anumidium? So it's also known as the Numidium or the Brass God. This was literally a giant Dwemer golem constructed by Kagarnak. He constructed the Golem with the sole purpose of transforming the shell into a new god for the Dwemer by utilizing the the Heart of Lorcan itself. Now, it is also speculated that Lord Cagranek's deeper purpose was to use the Enimidium to take control of Residane, which at the time was called Residane, but it's now called Morrowind, away from the Chimer, who is now known as the Dunmer. This was ancient times. And that would allow the Dwemer race to transcend Mundus and become immortal. All things that would potentially break the wants of the divines. So many believe that tapping into the heart of Lorcan was reckless and dangerous, posing very unjustifiable risks. But the craft lord Kagrenak and his followers ignored the naysayers and continued to forge on. Kagrenak had constructed specialized tools imbued with very powerful enchantments capable of unlocking the power of the heart of Lorcan. So these tools, they were named Sunder and Keening. In order to use these tools, he also constructed a gauntlet called the Wraithguard, which would allow the user to safely wield the tools. They were that powerful. So Kagrenak began his attempt to tap into the power of the Heart of Lorcan deep within the Red Mountain. But in an instant, the entirety of the Dwemer race disappeared from the face of Nern, Wherever they sat, boom, they were gone. Now there are no further details of the disappearance of the Dwemer. So without power, the Animidium just remained a shell. That's all it was. It was just a construct with no power. Now eventually it fell into the hands of the tribunal, which you'll remember the tribunal as Amalexia, Lord Vivek, and Sotha's seal. Now, they reigned supreme in Morrowind at the time, or in Residane at the time. So Tiber Septim, at the same time, had began to conquer most of Tamriel, and he had his sights set on the lands of Morrowind. That would have been his final conquest. However, at the time, the tribunal of Morrowind was very weakened because they had their own problems with Dagoth Ur. Dagoth Ur had cut off their access to the Heart of Lorcan. Now, a little fun fact here. Almalexia, Lord Vivek, and Sothasil were known as living gods. And the reason they were able to become living gods was because they utilized Kagarnak's tools after the Dwemer disappeared to access the power of the Heart of Lorcan, elevating them into living gods. But when Dagoth Ur cut off their access to the heart of Lorcan, they were in a weakened state. Well, in this weakened state, Tiber Septim got smart and decided to attack. Now, rather than risking war in that weakened state, the tribunal decided to sign a treaty with Tiber Septim instead. Now, as part of that treaty the Empire would receive the Anumidium as a gift, but still had no power. So Tiber Septim, immediately seeing the potential in the Anumidium, set the Imperial Battle mage Surin Arctus to work repairing and learning how to power the Anumidium. Here's a little fun fact. It is rumored that the halls of Colossus and elsewhere were constructed for the purpose of concealing the animidium, while the imperial battle mage Arctus worked to repair the relic. Interesting. Very. So Arctus created the totem of Tiber Septum. This was an artifact that allowed the bearer to control the animidium. He was going to give that to Tiber Septum, but the animidium would not work without something as powerful as the Heart of Lorcan, So in response, Arctus utilized an alternate source of power, a massive soul gem called the Mantella. Now the gem itself required a life force, a very powerful life force to be its source of power. So Arctus, very powerful in the arcane arts himself, decided to use his own heart. Fun fact, the Mantella was a massive green gem capable of containing the life force of very powerful beings. It became most known for holding the soul of the Underking, a mysterious figure of myth and legend known throughout Tamriel in the third era. Now, some describe the Underking as an old powerful lich or archmage who was the basis for a large legion of living and undead followers throughout the Iliac Bay. But who was the Underking? Don't worry, we'll get there. So, finally finding success in the Second Era, year 896-ish, the Numidium was activated near the city of Rimen and elsewhere, and helped Tiber Septim and his forces defeat the Aldmeri Dominion. So remember, this is late Second Era. This is uh, 300 and some odd years past the time, uh, timeline of ESO. Now Tiber Septim's conquest of Tamriel was complete. So Septim continued to utilize the power of the Anumidium and thereafter he started defeating any remaining royal families who refused fealty to his rule. He was basically saying you're not going to bend the knee you're done. And he'd use the Anumidium to wipe him out. Now, that pissed off Zurn Arctis the one who supplied his own heart to power the Anumidium. So he disagreed with the use of the Golem in that way. So attempting to to reclaim his own heart from the Mantella, the Battle Mage Inventor and the Numidium were both destroyed. That was it. The thing was done. Now the Mantella was said to have been blown sky high right into the realm of Aetherius itself. Although the Mantella was lost, Arctis did not die. Instead, he transformed into an incredibly powerful lich known as the Underking. The remains of the Anumidium were scattered across the landscape of Tamriel. So in the centuries that followed the destruction of the Anumidium, the Blades, members of an elite imperial order dedicated to the protection and service of the Emperor were tasked with hunting down and collecting the pieces of the destroyed Anumidium strewn across Tamriel. This hunt for the parts of the Anumidium triggered the events of a well-known phenomenon in Tamriel known as the warp in the West. We will cover the warp in the West next week.
0: Da dun, da! Wow. Boom. Yeah, that's breaking, good stuff.
1: Fact-filled lore
0: lesson. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah, that was. A, it's a that was... really, really cool one. I don't think there's ever a time when we have a lore lesson we say that was that was that one sucked. I mean, that was pretty mediocre. <laughs> that one really sucked. They're I mean... all I mean, all the lore in this game is just stupid good.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. <sighs> well, my friend. You did real good.
1: So did you. Hey buddy, I really love these new bumpers. You oh, did so much. a kick ass job.
0: Thank you. I'm proud I appreciate of you. that. Yeah. Well thank you very much. And yep. uh, by the way, anybody who wants to learn more about the Dwimmer, we're starting a series with side quests. Uh, if you've ever listened to that. It's uh, lore from me while well, I'm on the go. And uh, we're just starting with the Dwimmer and we'll see where it goes. Oh, can I do a shout out too? Yeah.
1: From the hearth is coming back, you (laughs) (laughs) a-holes. Thanks for all the mail. (laughs) Thanks for all the hate mail. It's coming back. Oh,
0: man. I promise you. That's
1: hilarious. It's coming back very soon. Boom.
0: That's awesome. Well, there you go. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, well... We hope you take a few seconds and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. But uh, you know what? If you can, leave us one on iTunes for every five star review, as a written review, we'll give you a shout out and some love here on the show. And first up, we got Officer Ripley from the United States of America says this one of the best. This one of the best video game podcasts I have listened to. Jibs and Cash are very passionate about ESO. And their podcast. The passion for the game is contagious. They put a lot of effort in their podcast and it shows to their attention to small details such as the open and in- introduction, sound effects, and atmosphere. The lower lessons are tremendously helpful. I find it relaxing and fun to listen to pure and simple. Thank you. Thank you, Officer Ripley. That was really, really nice. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Thank Appreciate you very much. That. Uh, Markovic uh, from the USA says, Hey guys, this is Smirk. Just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy the podcast and how you've both kept me coming back to the game for more and more. It's easy to hear the chemistry between both of you. I hate this guy. For a... Or Cash, not, not, not Smirk. I, oh, I can't great. I hate the poor guy that uh, wrote the uh, mail. Sorry, Smirk. Uh, for, for <laughs> for, He's such a douche. Sh- oh my gosh. For a first-time listener or a long-time listener, your podcast is the reason I came back to the game and I've stayed for so long. Great... Work, both of you. I appreciate all oh, you do. No, I appreciate you. Thank you very thank much. You, for That's of you.
1: really nice of you.
0: Yeah, thank you very, very much. Well, you can uh, you know, always call us, get apart, get in on the uh, on the old uh, mailbag segment, 765-382-6961. Uh, and, uh, 365, it's always there, it's always available. It takes you straight to our voicemail. You don't have to worry, don't have to be nervous. Just call and leave a voicemail. Uh, email us, Laura podcast at gmail.com. And if you're looking to be a part of the Lord Seeker Guild, you can. Visit uh, LordSeekersPodcast.com forward slash guild. you got to download Discord, join our Discord server, and apply. You can find the show wherever podcasts are free, apps all over the place. We're there. If it's uh, free, we're there. We don't charge for any of our content. Quick special thanks to Family Jewels and Sword Coast Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and the ambience. And if you want to find even more Lord Seeker content, go to LordSeekersPodcast.com. You
1: can follow us on Twitter, if you dare. Jibs is is at Jibs IRL. Cash is at LoreSeekerCash. The cash is with a K. Most importantly, follow the show. We are at LoreSeekersCast. On Instagram, you can find us at LoreSeekers. YouTube, we are at LoreSeekers. And right here at our home on Twitch, twitch.tv slash
0: LoreSeekersPodcast. There you go, my friends. We hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of Volume 6. I'll be honest, I don't want to go, but we got to go. We got got a game to play. Oh, we got to go. You have a great week in gaming. Stay awesome. And you know, if you have the opportunity, buy that person's meal or Starbucks drink behind you. Have a great one. We love you. Safe travels.